Officers with the Los Angeles Police Department Homicide Division had seen a lot of gruesome murder scenes, but few were as disturbing as what they found at 10050 Cielo Drive on August 9, 1969. Pregnant movie star Sharon Tate, her friends, coffee heiress Abigail Folger and hairstylist Jay Sebring, and two other visitors named Stephen Earl Parent and Wojtek Frykowski had been viciously slaughtered. They'd been ritualistically shot, stabbed, and hanged, and their bodies had been further desecrated after death. On the wall, the word pig was scrawled in the victim's blood. The macabre message served as an important clue to the killer's motives. Sharon Tate and her friends had died to kick off the apocalyptic race war known as Helter Skelter. Hi, I'm Vanessa Richardson, and this is Cults, a ParCast original. This is the 14th episode in our daily series on the strange prophecies made by different cults and their leaders. Throughout this month, we're taking a daily look at the myriad of apocalyptic predictions to try and uncover what makes these revelations so appealing. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Polson. Hi, everyone. Today, we're examining Charles Manson, a failed musician-turned-cult leader who claimed to be Jesus Christ himself. He called his followers the family and promised that they'd rule the post-apocalyptic world after a massive race war destroyed civilization. In the 1960s, Charles Manson was an aspiring musician living in Los Angeles. But unlike other music aficionados, Manson didn't just love pop for its beats and lyrics. Rock and roll hits spoke to him literally. Manson reportedly believed that songs like the Beatles' Helter Skelter contained hidden references to a coming race war. Although the tune is actually about a whirling amusement park ride, Manson took it to mean that a war between black people and white people would destabilize American society. The fight would culminate in a vicious slaughter. According to Manson, black people would kill every white person in the United States, except for him and his followers, who would ride out the combat in an underground bunker. At the end of the battle, Manson's cult, called The Family, would emerge and rule over the survivors. As outlandish as all this sounds, Manson was a master manipulator. The family fully believed his claims about the coming war, as well as his assertions that he was Jesus Christ. Unquestioningly, they prepared for the prophesied apocalypse. Manson insisted that the fighting would break out any day, but by the summer of 1969, there was still no race war in America. Hoping to get things moving, he ordered his followers to murder the white residents of 10050 Cielo Drive. They did so just after midnight on August 9th, then dressed the crime scene to make it look like the militant Black Panthers had committed the homicide. The next night, he ordered his followers to kill Lino and Rosemary LaBianca, a couple living on Waverly Drive. After the murders, Manson pocketed Rosemary's wallet, hoping to leave it in a predominantly Black Los Angeles neighborhood and point suspicion toward the people who lived there. But the police weren't fooled. They were aware of the family and raided Manson's compound numerous times for thefts. 
By winter, they'd made the connection between the doomsday cult and the spate of Los Angeles killings. In December, Manson and several followers were arrested and tried for the Tate-LaBianca killings. On January 25, 1971, Charles Manson was found guilty of first-degree murder. Even though he hadn't drawn a drop of blood himself during the Tate-LaBianca killings, he was still convicted for manipulating his followers and ordering the slaughters. Manson was sentenced to death, but his term was later commuted to life in prison. He remained behind bars for more than 40 years until his death on November 19, 2017. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to examine the predictions of another cult. You can catch our other episodes of Cults for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts.